Hello and welcome. I am your host, Tanil Christensen from Earth Mama, where I teach people to get skilled in sustainability. This is the permaculture herbalism segment brought to you by the Elder Tree, where we are putting the medicine in the hands of people. Thank you for tuning in. I'm recording from my studio in Jabakai land of Karanda, Australia. And I'm going to give my respects today and always to the First Nations people, past, present and future, and offer my gratitude for the opportunities to learn their ancient wisdom in our modern world, bridging time and culture so we may all thrive. This segment is all about merging the world of permaculture and herbalism. So the art and science of ecological design and plant wisdom or plant medicine so that we can cultivate healthy landscapes and people. If you want to be involved, you can be part of the Elder Tree Trove, which is our Patreon community. Stay tuned to this episode for more information. And without further ado, let's get into the interview. If we would open our ears, what would we hear? From its winter's sleep, the earth is awoken. The cycle of nature, true and unbroken. The promise of spring, of life, a new start, to fill you with faith, mind, body and heart. The perfect wheel of nature keeps spinning, with proof that an ending is just the beginning. Rejoice in this season, may it fill you with peace, and may the blessings of nature for you never cease. Hello! And happy birthday to the Elder Tree podcast. It is spring equinox, so happy spring equinox to everybody listening in. I feel really honored to be kicking off this episode as part of uh, this month's spring equinox series, where each of us presenters are going to be doing some reflection over our past year and all of the juicy, awesome things that we've been able to harvest uh, from talking to the herbalists, the healers, and the permaculturalists within our Australian community. I don't know about you, but I love spring, and it was really cool that we could start this whole podcast journey with the energy of the year or the wheel of the year. As we know, if you live an earth based life, we have the potential or it's part of our lifestyle to be really tuning in with the seasons, uh, looking at our external world and working with nature's gifts and also bringing that into our inner landscape and feeling into what we are experiencing in the external world and how that influences our life, our health, our mindset um, and you know, working with it. So, you know, in Ayurveda and different Chinese medicine, many different healing modalities, working with the seasons and adjusting the way that we do things really is about, you know, it's that principle in permaculture of creative, um, creatively using and responding to change. And so we know that, you know, life is always evolving and changing and sometimes degrading and, and, uh, and things are letting go and, and, 
um, you know, death is part of the cycle to come into rebirth. And, you know, this is the season we're in now. So winter, generally the essence is it's an inward time. Um, nature around us can slow down a lot more and it's asking us to do this as well and depending where you live in the world obviously your climate is going to be different wherever you are we really have to tune into the subtle changes here in far north queensland uh, because we're so close to the equator uh, many would say we have summer all year round especially southerners do really experience a, a proper cold or snow or frost or just really low temperatures and they will you know their gardens express really slow growth um, i can attest that to you know my tropical uh rainforest <laughs> location here in jabakai land um winter is the time where we grow all of the european crops and um, the annuals so all the juicy lettuces and kales and um, anything that's you know like my strawberries I was harvesting strawberries fresh from my garden today so I can you know the mulberries are starting to spring and the flowers and it's all just sort of really coming to life but winter is really that kind of year to be in the garden and really enjoying the ease of it um, whereas in more temperate climates it might be your summer that you get you know you have all of your sun in summer and it's your growing season so it's really important to tune into the seasons of where you are in your bioregion and to be planting and growing what is in season then because our summer is our I guess it's like the deep wet and you you know people in temperate climates will have the deep winter where it's their real inner time our wet season is sometimes it's the time of year where it's like outside is really hard to garden we i live in gumboots and we've got you know lots of tropical fruits and cassava and really hearty wet loving plants so our culinary our food and our medicines that we are enjoying do very very do vary from winter and summer um, and so these things we have to learn about and that's why this journey of the, the elder tree and learning about plants is so important because I know I might be preaching to the choir, but what we can receive um, if we shop at the supermarket is not from our bioregion and it's not um, generally in season food perhaps if you go to the local markets you're going to have a much better chance of eating seasonal food I had some yummy black sapotis at the seed savers the other day you can see the jackroots are all forming so it's so exciting to see the shift of the season and what is coming on i'm so looking forward to making mulberry pie this time and even the elder trees my elder tree flowers are starting to bud and form into little berries and it is over this um you know the summer season that i collect them freeze them and prepare them to make the elder um, berry uh, syrup for when winter comes so there's my ramble around the seasons and that little uh, blessing is actually from the nature kids permaculture program uh, we do explore the the changes of seasons the the eight celebrations seasonal celebrations throughout the year and take moments to pause and to reflect and to tune in to what is happening 
I'm going to share some lovely ways to honor and celebrate this season in this episode as we discuss um, all the beautiful things of spring and what the equinox actually means. Uh, however, I really wanted to take this opportunity to acknowledge the 12 interviews that I've done this year and just uh, refresh on these incredible people and what they're doing and give a bit of an update as to where some of them are right now. In the show notes, I'm going to put all of the links to each of the episodes um, that I have done and the other, I'm sure the other team um, presenters will do the same just to make it really easy for you to be able to um, go in and listen to all of the episodes um, within these specific topics. I have done some reflection over the last year on permaculture and herbalism because what we're doing in this episode is merging these two worlds and I feel like all permaculturalists are, you know, we're working with nature and ecology and we're producing um, harmonious landscapes and we're bringing in certain plants to meet the needs of our lives um, but we're doing it in a way that is you know it's organic and we're regenerating and leaving the earth in a better way than it was to start with um, so I just I, I sat down and I, you know I've, I've got a lesson in the nature kids program um, about planting a medicinal garden and so I really refined what permaculture herbalism meant to me and and this is it so I just want to discuss it with you so the purpose of permaculture thinking and the application of it is for us to consciously design and maintain agriculturally productive ecosystems. And that means that they have, you know, their natural ecosystems with diversity, stability and resilience, just like nature is without us in being involved in doing anything to her. It is that is the way nature is. So with this in mind, the idea of human health is uh, intricately connected to ecosystem health and it holds its own domain within the health and the spiritual well-being um, aspect of the permaculture principle flower, which you may have heard me talk about many times in the other episodes. There is the land and nature stewardship, the building, the tools and technology, the education and culture, the health and spiritual well-being, there's finance and economics and land tenure and community governance. Those are the petals of the permaculture flower and we use the ethics and the design principles to, to redesign those systems so that they are closer to natural ecosystems and are healthy for all of us and the land. So it's a field that those are fields that can be redesigned and solutions can be found simply by integrating useful plants into our landscapes to sustainably provide our food, our fiber and our medicine. So beyond meeting our needs and that reason for designing, we're also considering the needs and we plan for ecosystem services. So it's not just about taking or thinking about our needs only, but rather that we're playing a role in stewardship of return or in return, that reciprocal relationship. 
Now, herbalism is the practice of using herbs to treat illness. It's the ancient art of promoting health and healing through the use of plants, trees, fungi, and other growing things. And for centuries, herbalism was practiced at home. In fact, the word, didn't, the word didn't appear in recorded English until the 17th century. Before this, most people used plants routinely as medicine, and it wasn't considered a remarkable concept to even include in texts or explanations. Uh, Nicholas Culpepper was a herbalist who translated medical guides from Latin to make information and treatments accessible to the poor. So both recipes and remedies and also information around growing and harvesting, they were all passed down through families and shared amongst friends and neighbors or within community. Now, of course, I'm just expressing this from a um, perspective of books and what's written there. Obviously, so much knowledge in cultures who use verbal communication and pass on through songs and um, just the kinesthetic act of doing without recording it in books. So many different ways that we can learn and pass on information. So healing and health are fundamentally ecological in nature. So if we integrate with the diversity of plants around us, rather than trying to segregate ourselves as if we're like the wholly independent beings, then we can promote interdependence with ourselves and nature and embody the connection and the reciprocal relationship with plants. I think as more people are taking an interest in alternative forms of medicine and self-sufficient living, that this art of herbalism is experiencing a resurgence and with information shared more freely, um, you can do home study online courses, you can do in-person workshops, obviously read books, listen to awesome podcasts like this. Um, we have the capacity to... Um, to heal ourselves and work with plants and become earth carers and work with you know the ecosystem services so it's not just about our healing but the capacity that we can use herbalism and understand that these plants have um that our bodies can receive these plants for healing but also their space their place in nature in ecosystems is actually healing nature as well so what do i mean by ecosystem services a lot of people ask this so i'll just say it's what nature provides for us for free right so beyond medicine to heal us plants also stabilize and keep the land healthy and if needed repair ecosystems if they're damaged so it's medicine for the earth and the free services or the free ecosystem services include supporting, provisioning, regulating, and cultural. So I'll break those down. Supporting services is soil formation, photosynthesis, biodiversity, and habitat. The provisioning ecosystem services of plants is food. They feed fish, so fish, wood, pollination, and cooling temperatures. It's also regulating, which means control, plants help control flooding, they purify water, store carbon, and clean our air. And then there's the cultural 
services so education recreation aesthetic or therapeutic and stewardship opportunities so i believe that medicinal gardens are a really important element in a permaculture ecosystem so beyond growing our food uh, we can be growing our own medicine and really practicing home herbalism and bringing that culture back so the earth consists of a large web of life where we're all connected and our personal actions inside of this web affects all life. It has become easy in our modern society to purchase and consume products from all over the planet. And in doing so, we have become disconnected from how our actions and in particular our consumption affects the environment. So medicinal plants and herbs within a per permaculture ecosystem do more than provide medicine for us. They have those ecosystem services that I spoke about uh, and a part of providing the health and regeneration of the larger connecting ecosystems. So those are, you know, for our health and for the land are really great reasons for us to integrate these plants, useful plants into our lives for many reasons. And interestingly, there are food plants that most people enjoy eating for the taste and nourishment uh, that they provide in our meal times. However, these common plants also have medicinal uses that go unseen or are unutilized if the knowledge has not been passed on culturally. So this is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, for example, I mentioned right at the beginning how the mulberries are springing to life now. All the little fruits are budding in this season. And most people know that you can, you know, have, maybe have fond memories of eating mulberry straight from the tree. Um, but let's talk about that because there's medicine even in this. So, uh, the yummy fruits are in season, obviously, as the fruit matures, the mulberries change in texture and color and become succulent and plump and juicy. While they're enjoyed worldwide and often even deemed as superfoods due to their concentration of vitamins, minerals and the powerful plant compounds, the leaves are also highly nutritious. So for centuries, the leaves have been used in traditional medicine for a variety of conditions as a natural treatment. The health benefits come from powerful compounds like polypephenol, antioxidants and vitamin C, zinc, calcium, iron, potassium, phosphorus and magnesium, all just to name a few. But beyond the food as medicine, they are ecologically important as a sole source of food for the silkworm in which silk is made from the cocoon so you could add a splash of color with the dye that makes from the berries um, and you've got sustainable fashion <laughs> the color is water soluble and easily extractable and it yields a natural um, that is utilized for natural food colorants as well so you could decorate a cake with beautiful mulberry color if you wanted to um, paper has been made from the bark in Southeast Asia and Japan, and the wood is used in barrel aging of traditional plum brandy. So did you know those things? You know, this just comes from a little bit of research. 
The Mulberry example just highlights the direct medicine application varies um, and there are other uses. So we've got the sustainable fashion, we've got paper making, we've got a natural dye and we've got the food as medicine. So those are some of the reflections that I've been, well, the, the ponderings of that merging between permaculture and herbalism that uh, my intention for this segment is exploring that it's about opening up our minds um, and doing the research on deepening into our understanding of just the common plants and what grows really well in our particular climates and finding out really more of the cultural folklore backgrounds and how we can use the food as medicine but also the different ways of using it so that we've got um, that the you know the intention of this uh, whole podcast or the organization of the elder tree is putting medicine in the hands of people and you know just as one example on the weekend I helped my mum make a poultice with uh, with plantain and I was really inspired by the workshop that I went to at Twiggy's place so Archimelia Herbals uh, we made a salve and well first of all we made a plantain oil and then we made a salve and I love her approach it's really about making it as easy and accessible without all of the frills um, you know using Australian organic um, macadamia oil I learned you know that's such a great um, carrier and local uh, wax to make the products and my mum has some cuts on her legs they're quite intense she has some sun cancers cut out and it hasn't been healing so well I went to her place and she's got broadleaf plantain growing all through her gardens and so um from Twiggy, I learned that heat actually helps release the alloin, which is the, the strongest healing property of the plant. And so I, you know, I got to play kitchen witchery and show my mum how to make this poultice. And she's been using it and it's incredible. She's been sending me photos and showing me how well this is healing. And, you know, this is not information that she's receiving from the medical profession that she's going to and paying a lot of money for this to be you know for these sun cancers to be cut out and grateful for that that's you know that they're there and they're capable of doing these things but my dream like it just would be so amazing if they could then say hey make a poultice you know that integration of these you know the surgery like we can't as home herbalists we're not going to be doing surgery but we can apply you know we can integrate the herbs and these easily accessible plants in our backyards and the simple method of helping heal much faster and prevent um prevent well pain and suffering but also on you know make it heal quicker but also just stop um it from getting infected and these things that can often happen when people get home from such uh, surgeries or experiences so with all of that in mind the elder tree podcast is actually growing in our evolution 
And apart from providing four episodes per month to our podcast listeners all around Australia and the world, we are excited to launch our Elder Tree Trove Patreon community. I'm going to tell you more about that in this episode. It's actually going to be a little interlude, which will be um, placed into all of the future episodes so that we can keep it fresh in your mind and hopefully, hopefully encourage you to jump in and be part of our growing community and help us cultivate this space. But let's jump into some exploration of the last year and all of the incredible people who made this podcast and this particular episode. Uh, it is my hope that when we have the physical space of the Healing Sanctuary, we can take this um, podcast, this etherical community and come together in person to be able to have these special events, workshops and education um, in all the different forms, but heart to heart, people to people um, with, you know, the the leaders in in the industry but also just the everyday people who are doing awesome things that we get to talk to and open discussion and learn from so one of those awesome people who i chose to kick off the first interview ever um, from my segment in spring last year was actually eagle persian so he was a friend yes it made it a little bit more comfortable for me in my very first podcast um, experience never to have done such things before uh, so he kind of held my hand away and made it a bit comfortable but Eagle was actually a student of mine who attended my permaculture design retreat. And the reason why I thought it would be great for everybody to listen in and to hear about and learn from Eagle is because he had a near-death experience and it really was, uh, you know, it could have been a really horrible experience for many people, but it put him on his path of health and that led him into regenerative agriculture. So he turned this problem into a solution. He's very proactive and um, takes full responsibility for his health. Um, and, you know, he, he went on to study functional medicine and that gave him an understanding that his and all human health is directly linked to the health of our soils. Um, so he's spoken on TEDx stages. Um, he lives here in Cairns and he has a business called Natural Filters, which is a sustainable bamboo charcoal filter um, that we can all use at home. Uh, and he's also part of the farmer's footprint that's coming that, you know, he's helping bring that into Australia. So um, Zach Bush has been doing this great project over in America. He, uh, Igor is actually helping with the operations of bringing it into Australia, organizing events and, and part of that communication and project here. He also has some great sharings around his time in India as part of the Calvary Calling, which was um, both farmers and everyday people and communities across India uh, regenerating or tree planting around all of the degraded riparian zones of their major rivers and uh, bringing them together and connecting them and having these conversations around regenerative agriculture. So it was a really um, huge movement over there and he jumped 
you know, he, he jumped at the opportunity to go and be part of it and learn it. And he comes back and shares a lot of that in this episode. So, uh, one thing that I will do at the end of this episode is to share some of the special offers and the content, the things that um, our our interviewees have offered to put into our elder tree trove. So that is really awesome. So you can basically, anyone that you listen to is probably going to be um, giving something to our community and our members because they want to stay in contact with our listeners, with you who have an interest in herbalism and healing in permaculture. We're growing our network. And yes, right now we're talking through the sound waves. Um, If you come to our fundraisers and events, we can all connect and meet in person. And the trove is really the way that we can continue this information and connection um, with these people that we're interviewing uh, and, you know, continue the conversation, continue the learning and and stay connected basically uh, until we have and when we have our physical space. Yeah, so listen in to the end for the sharings or the offers that our interviewees are giving to the so kindly generously offering to our trove and remember to check the the show notes so that you can just link straight into these episodes and and re-listen or catch them if you haven't actually had the opportunity to listen to them just yet and then episode 10 nature kids psychology and community networks was an interview I did with Samantha Jurgens, who is the co-creator of the Nature Kids Permaculture Program alongside me. And of course, as a comrade, um, I just wanted to really share Samantha's journey. Uh, I think she also came and studied uh, permaculture with me and then came back for a second time and then moved to the community. And that has, um, you know, our friendship bloomed, our two daughters uh, are besties and have grown up. And now Samantha and I work on projects together and have a whole lot of a whole lot of fun doing it. Um, and she shares her, you know, her health story. Um, and she's got so many tools up her sleeve, um, from her experiences in psychology, um, homeschooling, and I guess, uh, homesteading on multiple different properties over the years, but just really, um, her take on the power of community, um, is something to to tune in and to listen to. She has also made a really generous offer to the Elder Tree uh, Patreon community and said to jump onto the website, download the free coloring in book, which has 96 nature inspired activities for kids or families to do and learn permaculture together. Um, But next year there will be community gatherings in person for kids, for families to learn permaculture and play in person across the Tablelands and Cairns region. So really excited to be launching that for 2024. Then in episode 14, midwifery, placenta planting and syntropic food forestry was with Elizabeth Jinks. 
So Beth was my midwife. She's a midwife. I interviewed her and we discussed and shared my home birthing journey with her. And her, she's a mother of seven. She's a seed saver and a syntropic food forester. So she goes into detail about where, you know, her humble beginnings basically, or right from the very beginning of how her land chose her out there on country and um, in Koa, uh, her vision for birthing on country and her permaculture journey really from her humble beginnings of a shipping container and caravan and how with the design that we did for her in exchange for her midwifery services she did earth shaping so swales and a small dam for water harvesting and what that has evolved to as an established uh, tropical food forest which is providing for most of her sustenance so um, the everything that she's growing there to the herbs that she that the essential herbs that she takes to support uh, women birthing um, from shepherd's purse to mugwort and raspberry leaf so she goes into detail around those uh, it's a really lovely conversation with a friend again and Beth has so generously opened her home and garden to our students in some of our recent two-day introduction of permaculture workshops that we run from my garden at home but also out at Koa we get the opportunity to take our students to some of our clients properties and see the evolution of their landscapes from zero to five to eight years and how those um, the hydration of their land has now got springs popping up in dry old koa uh, really great demonstration sites so we're so grateful to beth for bringing our students and inspiring them continuously and then a month later Episode 18 was Sustainable Funeral, Sociocracy and Balancing Our Nervous System with Erin Young. I found this one really informative and a great opportunity to introduce the realm of social permaculture. And it was lovely for Erin to explain what sociocracy is and as a human potential coach, how she uses or brings nature informed frameworks and holistic toolkits to either individuals one-on-one and into forward-thinking organizations so that it establishes a culture of safety it helps people balance their nervous systems and avoid all of the distractions and uh, dysfunctions that can happen um, so that we can move forward and create a positive impact so it was uh, really insightful to kind of understand how she weaves in the ecological patterns into social settings and the the framework that she uses with sociocracy, uh, how that encourages a diversity of perspectives. Uh, and, you know, it's a play of, uh, I guess, governance with the permaculture ethics and principles embedded in it and how to make decisions with you know, power with rather than power over. And she talked about lemongrass, grateful for all the work that she does, bringing the social permaculture realm and trainings into the, into making it available. And hopefully we will have her. She's willing um, and able to come and deliver some trainings in the future when we have our physical space of the elder tree. And by the next new moon in episode 22, 
bush survival skills, eldership, and storytelling. We got to listen to Koa Winsong share all about his extensive knowledge of Australian bush tucker and survival skills and what it is to be living off land. Um, he's done it for over the last four to five decades and traveled from northern rivers of New South Wales right up to far north Queensland on the coast. So lots to share about the wild foods and medicines and how to harvest them respectfully up here and along the coast for our bioregion. So it's likely you could have met, met um, Cora and Hadi on with him. Um, he goes into some other interesting detail around fasting with uh, fasting and ingesting termite mound for healing. And so from weaving to tanning, making his clothes, building his dwellings, uh, living a nomadic life, parenting, uh, we covered heaps of topics and we also talked about his new book, Dream Weaving Down Under. So Koa went back up north and now he's here again in Karanda and he's still offering uh, workshops and courses and his Patreon as well so people can stay uh, connected and learning from this wisdom keeper. The other day I just dropped off some worms so he's growing more gardens and part of the community garden so make sure you um, reach out and connect with this really special elder. By the time the next new moon came around for episode 26, Botany, Art and Being a Botanical Revolutionary with Taj Kluna. I was ready to interview somebody that I hadn't actually formally met or wasn't yet friends with. Uh, so this was my first interviewee and I guess um, a bit of a, a star with a star that I have been admiring and learning from from afar. And it was great to learn and meet Taj and hear, you know, she's just such a creative from writing and uh, designing and her poetry work. Um, she even has a film clip and, you know, raps about plants. So there was so much that I didn't know that I was able to gain from this conversation with her. Uh, but as far as, you know, the, the field that I'm in, it was really exciting to interview her because she is uh, a permaculturalist and she teaches and she's done designs and those kind of things but she's also a qualified herbalist so she's got these two um, professions and she has merged them together um, to you know to provide designs and, co and consult um, for people with projects and implements these gardens and uh, specializes in ornamental edible and medicinal gardens so of course there's so much to learn from this particular um, person who you know wants to bridge the gap between nature and you know have these conversations about remembering that we belong to the botanical and that we are part of this photosynthetic photosynthetic web or the web of life that i spoke of earlier and Taj also graciously gave us a lovely recipe recipe with oat straw and some rose and some other things. So listen into that interview so that you can grab that recipe and learn about the herbs that she uses and recommends for bringing into a permaculture herbal garden. Episode 30, Edible Garden Plans, Appropriate Tech and Tropical Plants Guide. I spoke with Blake Hudson. 
which was somebody I did know. We actually are life partners and he has the business Earth Artisan. Uh, so again, a lot of conversation around consulting, design and education. Uh, but Blake really has the cutting edge technology for conducting site analysis and reading landscapes. And he talks about green prints and providing tailored edible garden plans to clients so that they can grow organic food in their home gardens or medicine gardens as well. And since that initial interview, he has published his book, The Field Guide to Tropical Edible Plants, a really great resource for our tropical region. And stay tuned to listen into what his offering is for the Elder Tree Trove members. And then another moon phase and cycle happened and we got to episode 34, Dynamic Groups, Eco Village Living and Elemental Prayer with Robin Clayfield, one of my most favorite teachers. So it was a real honor to discuss and talk about, again, that topic on social permaculture and her, her courses on facilitating group dynamics and creative teaching. I wouldn't be the permaculture teacher I am today if it wasn't for attending her courses and learning about her methodology. So we discuss all of that as well as things like ritual and ceremony, rites of passage, um, what it's like for her to live at Crystal Waters Eco Village, what she does on her acre block, um, and yeah, the conversation leads into her activism days and sacred or um, deep ecology uh, and her different resources and books that she's got and offering uh, for people and, and how she brought in the spirit care ethic to join the earth care, people care and fair share ethics. Robin also kindly gave us her golden turmeric milk recipe and shared with us her different kitchen witching ways that she utilizes plants from her garden with moringa, gotacola, brahmi and other go-to first aid herbs. Uh, a really special ending to that episode was her elemental prayer actually called thank you for the five sacred things that she gave me permission to read out and share so jump in show notes click on that one if you haven't listened yet it was certainly one of my favorites hey uh this is a quick interlude i trust you're enjoying the episode thus far did you know that the elder tree is a not-for-profit organization we are empowering grassroots herbal education and earth skills to ensure holistic healthcare is accessible to everyone. Beyond this podcast, we have the Elder Tree Trove, which is our Patreon community. It's more than a membership. It is a space where our listeners become co-creators of our mission, which is to secure the future of herbal medicine in Australia with an education center and healing sanctuary in far North Queensland of Australia. To be more involved, you could join us as a Patreon and become an integral part of our community. For just $2 or even $8 per month, you can stay connected with the herbalists, the healers and the permaculturalists we interview and access their special content and offers and their ongoing expertise, all for you to harvest. Now let's get back into the interview. 
So episode 38, drawing a better world into being creative living and permaculture travel with Brenna Quinlan. Now, I was so excited to meet Brenna and in person when her and Charlie were traveling up north here and so grateful that both of them wanted to do interviews and do separate ones so that we had two months and some really like juicy um, connected conversation with them separately so we could hear about what each of them are doing and then how they collaborate. So Brenner is actually the illustrator and educator who draws a better world into being. And you may have seen some of her political and environmental activism illustrations popping up everywhere in some of the latest and greatest best books um, in Milkwoods, um, Costa's book, uh, Rosemary Morrow, David Holgram's latest, Retro Suburbia. Uh, she also co-runs Grow Do It Permaculture Education um, and is a rapper and plays the guitar and is building a straw, ba- a straw bale house in a, an intentional community in Western Australia. Um, so yeah, tune in and listen to how you know, you can learn permaculture and be a teacher, but you can also bring in your passion and your expertise. And for Brenna, she was, you know, she trained as an artist and her, um, she traveled around on a secondhand uh, bicycle and rode from Canada, Canada to Panama and learnt about permaculture throughout South America. And when she came back to Australia, jumped straight into it and has been an advocate and using her skills in illustration and art to really communicate the message of permaculture. And Brenna just emailed through to let me know that after a year and a half on the road, she's super excited to be heading back to WA to be building their straw bale house I've been planning and that she is now working on a series of kids books with Costa, which will be coming out in 2024. So stay tuned for those. I know we're super excited to share it with our Nature Kids permaculture community. And then following on with episode 42, Songlines, Microbiome and Music as a Tool for Education with Charlie McGee. And it was great to catch up with Charlie. We have known each other for over a decade now. He has come along to my courses and sung songs. Uh, We've done projects out in remote community schools. And I've got all of his albums and listened to all of his music and share each of the permaculture principles that he sings about within my online program for Nature Kids. So we danced to it and we learned so much. So it was a real honor to discuss with Charlie. Uh, well, he basically shared his earlier childhood years living in Arnhem Land and how that influenced his perspective of music as pattern language and the power, powerful experiences that he had listening to the traditional songs as a way of knowing and remembering and propagating culture. And so he's taking those influences and when he, you know, he was already a musician, then he studied permaculture and then he realized how to use it as a tool for education 
And we had lovely discussions around his belief that real change is going to happen at a community level and with local and bioregional scale solutions. And he's super passionate about microbiome. He's been delving into gut microbiome and the soil food web and been learning more and more about soil food and he sings about it now so his music is the formidable vegetable sound system and it's like a um funk electro funk um mix and his new album is microbiome so he has been basically traveling for a year and a half and brenna quinlan is his partner who's joined into the band and they've been on the road basically catching up on all of the tours that were canceled during COVID times and so he did the east coast came to lots of local community um, groups, organizations and places in remote areas to share music and permaculture and the eco fiesta and the let's gathering up on the tablelands. And he just emailed as well. He's at Big Sound in Mianjin at the moment. He's been to the grounded gathering last week, which was spectacular and they are heading back up here to far north Queensland to play at the upcoming Wallaby Creek Festival at the end of September and at the Alexa Bar in Cairns. So that's news worth spreading. Listen and catch up with him sometime soon in the far north Queensland area before he is also back in Western Australia building that straw bale house with Brenna. And the last episode of this sun cycle leading into our new season was episode 46 eight forms of capital economic and social regeneration in eco village design with andrew mclean so this was a really cool conversation about what it is like to live in an eco village uh, he set up the Mulaney Eco Village and is the co-founder of Eco Villages Australia, which is an organization that helps people live collaboratively. So we discussed life in the eco village from an economic, cultural, social and ecological uh, regenerative point, which was great because Andrew came along to the Elder Tree fundraiser and it was the place where we met and he also offered some forums to share how he financially co-seeded the Eco Village with a 0% interest and how we can remodel, redesign housing loans and uh, land trusts. So he gives insight into life in the village and how they consider individual capacity, the gift economy, and how working together is the superpower. Um, Andrew now travels and continues to do these forums. So check out the show notes so that you can connect and see if he's coming to your local community. Uh, and if you want to be part of or start a small scale village that cares about the earth, people and economic equality, then he is basically the, the, the busker of ideas and discussion of this unique perspective and will yeah weave in interesting conversations like social healing as a form of medicine uh, and advocates that confronting trauma collectively within the support of a village is 
rather than in isolation is actually that superpower and part of what living in a in a village is all about so hopefully you've been able to glean that even within the context of permaculture herbalism there has been a, a quite a variety of different people and topics and conversations explored and then to open it up even more within the other episodes we have self-care with herbs we have conversations around sacred herbalism and then all of the herbalism educators that Twiggy interviews. So the podcast itself is quite rounded. There's a lot of, um, there's the guiding or the framework of our topics. And then we have the interesting and the magic that comes forth through these conversations. I'm excited about what the year ahead brings as well. And just off the top of my head, I know that I've got, uh, an interview with Miranda Mueller, who is a permaculture educator and writer of the new book, Plants of Power, about cultivating your garden apothecary and transforming your life. That's coming. I've got an interview with a past student that's now in the Ukraine helping build houses. So he's a retired builder and with everything that happened in the Ukraine and his ancestral um, family and conditions of what brought him to Australia, he jumped on a plane and went over there and just reported back, sent me an email letting me know that he's helping to build houses for grandmothers and just the social stories that he shared. I thought, this is amazing. I really want this information to get out and for everyone to know, you know, the power of community and what is happening there on the ground. Uh, I also have an interview upcoming with Morag Gamble, who has permaculture places, placemaking podcast and, uh, you know, offers so much in the way of PDCs online. Uh, I love her work. So it's going to be a real honor to interview her and David Holgram. So the uh, the co-founder with Bill Mollison of Permaculture, and he wanted to discuss uh, industrial medicine, industrial herbalism, and, and coming into, I guess, what it means to actually be permaculturalists or growers of herbs and using them in our bioregions and in our gardens. I'm also really excited about showcasing the really incredible people we have in far north Queensland doing amazing earthwork and sharing the knowledge. Uh, I attended the Siege Savers and Mariba on the weekend. It was a, a wonderful show. There was about 100 odd people and it just got me inspired to realize, you know, we actually have so many wisdom keepers within our community up here who are going to be showing up and being part of the elder tree on the ground, the actual living space. And so it is my intention to showcase them and have them in these interviews. So stay tuned for that. But as we come to a close of this episode, I did promise earlier on that I would share some lovely ways to celebrate spring equinox. But before we do that, I wanted to share what these gifts are from our interviewees that I've discussed this far. 
Um, some of them are wanting to stay connected within our network, our Patreon community. So they're gifting some cool things to the trove, which means as a member, if you pay a minimal amount to help us keep all of these podcasts going and contribute towards the Healing Center, then you can receive some really cool things. So I will share what they are now. So we'll start with Eagle Persian from Natural Filters who has offered a free bamboo filter as part of a subscription. So anybody who chooses to have natural filtered water with the Ichiban bamboo uh, filtration system, he's going to deliver or give you a month's supply to start with for anyone who wants to continue doing a, a membership and having filtered water for your household. And then Samantha Jurgens from Nature Kids uh, has offered a 30% discount to the Nature Kids Permaculture Program for Families. So in the trove, you will see the discount code. You'll just be able to copy and paste that and use that to join the community and be part of the earth carers doing permaculture and nature play around the world, but in their own home gardens, which is super exciting. And then Blake Hudson, the earth artisan has, as I mentioned, he has published his book, the tropical guide to to tropical food plants. Now he has an ebook, which you can get off his website currently as well. What he's going to do is give the ebook for free to the our Trove Patreon members. So again, you jump into a Patreon and you'll see the discount code. You can copy paste and download that for free from his website. Very, very cool. And as the presenter of this segment, uh, if you listened into my very first launched episode about the introduction to permaculture herbalism way back a year ago at the last spring equinox, uh, you would have heard about my story and my background and why I'm here, what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about. And so part of that is, you know, the workshops and courses and teaching people about plants. And I've written a book, The Incredible Edibles Tropical Superfoods Guide. So that is something that I want to gift to the Elder Tree Trove for our community and supporters. And that will again have a, a code that you can, coupon code, you can just copy and paste and download free from my website. So it is exciting to be sharing with you that we now have the evolution of the podcast into the trove and there will be each time we do a new episode, there's a new opportunity for something special to come for, from our interviewees um, for our community as well as the transcripts so that you could also use the, read them and have that extra resource to accompany each of these podcasts. So let's get back to celebrating spring. So to honor these shifts in the seasons, we pause and we bring joy to the obvious, all the subtle changes that we experience as the sunlight and the weather transform around us and influence how we feel within. Uh, this, the things like the kinds of foods that we eat, the clothes we wear, the types of plants and animals that thrive in our climate, 
all change as we change throughout the year. So these rituals or um, ways to celebrate are are non-dogmatic and something that anyone can do, no matter your religion, your age, country, gender. You can have fun with it, make the most of these eight opportunities throughout the year to connect with the seasonal changes and what that means for you and your family or your tribe. So being an equinox, this means that the earth is experiencing equal amounts of day and night light and dark and so we've got the spring equinox or stara here in the southern hemisphere whilst in the northern hemisphere uh, our kin are experiencing autumn which is also known as mabon all right so what can we do to enjoy a stara Let's go a little bit into it. So this is known as the Festival of Balance, which marks the first day of spring. And it's about celebrating inspiration and new beginnings and a time for initiation and healing, for seeding our visions and revitalizing and actioning our plans that we've been dreaming about. So perfect energy to have launched the Elder Tree podcast last year and now to be launching uh, into our new um, trove. So at this time, we build momentum with our new ventures um, and we are considering what brings balance into our life. So spring brings new life and fertility abounds. So depending on where you live, you might see nature just beginning to sprout new growth or plants and animals may already start to be blooming and stirring with life. Um, So our budding dreams, our goals can now begin to blossom into life as well. Uh, So we can take that opportunity from the cooler seasons where we and winter where we can be dreaming and visioning. And now it's literally and figuratively time to nurture those seeds or ideas in fertile ground and take action to support their growth. So the energy is increasing as the light of day increases from this point forward. And we can do things like spring cleaning to keep life organized and ensure that nothing goes to waste. We can move it on. So if it's not feeding our life positively and it's taking up space, we can shift it into places that will or will enjoy it or where it fits and needs to be. And nature is reminding us to find balance in our lives and allow us to reflect and reevaluate our priorities so that we can be happier and more productive um, moving into the lighter parts of the year. So a little bit about Astara or it's, it, you know, it's commonly connected to Easter because in the Northern Hemisphere, um, they are celebrating spring when we have autumn here. And so spring is around Easter time. Uh, and so it's connected to that in many ways. It's, uh, um, it can be confusing, but, you know, you see the symbolism of the egg, which represents the fertility of the earth and all creation in many of the folk customs. And from an agrarian perspective, spring is when chickens produce more eggs, when animals tend to give birth, hence the manifestation of new life that has been incubating during winter. 
So the hare or rabbits also run wild in large numbers in the climates they live in, which also brings the symbolic connection of the Easter bunny and chocolate eggs together, usually in a very commercial sense. However, more traditionally, people would blow eggs and then paint the shells with symbols to represent their wishes before threading them on string and hanging them through their home or gifting them to others as charms for the year. So those, that's just a little bit of background for you, but it's like, it's a celebration and a time to take thoughtful plans and balanced action with intentions for your future harvest. So this means nurturing the seeds you've sown physically and metaphorically so that you can reap what you have sown. So stay focused on your hopes and aspirations now. Trust in their manifestation by holding the vision and equally by taking aligned action to bring them into fruition. It is time to feed and fertilize your projects and clear out what isn't supporting them whilst calling in what will. And to this, with a slow and steady pace, be balanced with your energy as the increased heat and light of summer is on its way. So how can we celebrate? Well, we can make a special meal or a feast dedicated to mark this time of season and share it with our friends and our family and our community. Uh, you could join the slow food movement, which means utilizing local ingredients and making the food with love, with your hands, with good intentions in your kitchen. Um, things like foods like eggs and honey, homemade bread, sprouts, seeds, spring vegetables, herbal teas, milk cream butter that's fresh from spring, seasonal herbs, honey cakes, uh, though it could be anything that feels right for you, but ideally grow it or get it locally. Uh, now is the time to plant something. If you feel inclined, you can set an intention for us, for yourself to connect to your personal goals and then plant the plant together. So it's a, a physical and a figurative action. Uh, so nurture your plants with water, natural fertilizer, like your compost and worm teas and ample sunlight while you nurture this intention and take the steps you need to reach your goal. And as your plants grows, your intention will also come to life. So this is a great time to start seeding and planting out a little food forest coming into summer um, and getting your nursery happening. Uh, we've already mentioned decorating eggs, so you could get creative. It's a really fun activity. Um, if you're not into doing real eggs, that's totally fine. Just try and avoid plastics and you could decorate rocks, but always ask for permission when you're taking rocks and see, you know, return it back to the land as well. You could make paper mache, you could do it with wooden, you could make clay eggs. Um, but yeah, do different kinds of research um, and find different kinds of eggs and look at what kind of animals are growing different, uh, have different types of eggs in your community for some inspiration. Again, spring clean's already been mentioned, but it's a really great time to refresh your home, especially clearing away for whatever isn't useful for your life right now. Um, make more space so they can allow, allow in what is gonna be more supportive. Clean those windows, the mirrors, the floors, the walls, and maybe even clean out the cleaning cupboard and the broom cupboard. Um, and then open, you know, close all the windows, close up your house, cleanse it with smoke. There's some beautiful eucalyptus or sage or whatever you want to use. Um, 
try and find something locally that you could use to cleanse your space with and then open the windows and allow it all out. Um, and of course, get the kids involved for that too. Um, make a flower or leaf bouquet. So you can have a look what's um, a wonderful sign of spring and symbolizes spring growth and blossoming in your garden or local area and place it in a central place in your home so that you can admire um, and create some flower or leaf prints or artwork. So I guess it's like just utilizing what is coming to life, what nature is gifting at this time. Tune into that. Uh, and you could also write a letter to a friend and post it, otherwise known as snail mail. It's a really lovely way to stay connected outside of the buzz of tech and to share your intentions for your, your year ahead. Um, and what ideas you think are going to bring balance into your life. Ask your friend or the receiver of the letter for supportive accountability as you take steps to bring it into intuition and offer that in return as a favor um, so that you can keep your pen pal and conversation flowing and nurture each other with motivation and support for what the year unfolds. Um, and to make it even more potent, you could arrange to post it back to each other at the same time next year. So next spring equinox to reflect on your journey. And the final one is to make or decorate a nature altar. So this is always a really beautiful way to honor the season. And if you have one ongoing, these moments, these equinoxes or solstice or cross quarter uh, events can be a time to uh, refresh and get creative and to bring in what nature's gifts are right now. Um, I know all of the spider webs and the spider shells um, were, you know, are starting to degrade. That was very present during winter. And now we've got uh, some snake skins appearing. So this is forming the change of our beautiful altar and what we're seeing there. Um, colors could be shades of green and pastels. Think fertility symbols like rabbits, butterflies, buds, flowers, eggs, anything egg-shaped, crystals, um, and foods like eggs, chocolate, spring vegetables, and herbs all springing to life, especially edible flowers. So that is all I have to share today. I hope that you have enjoyed the insights around my reflections on what permaculture herbalism is and what all of the interviews have been. I just did a little snapshot of, snapshot of each of them and obviously the links down below so you can just connect and listen straight away. Um, some of the beautiful offerings being gifted to the trove and our members and just a little few ideas on how to enjoy uh, this beautiful time of year of spring equinox so happy ostara or however you may name or call it in your culture um, but as long as you are loving earth and enjoying these episodes i hope that you can stay connected and we can continue offering this podcast and working together to create the elder tree healing sanctuary well that's a wrap for this episode if you enjoyed it please share it now with someone you know will benefit from this information and remember we're not just talking about change we are cultivating it through these conversations and through the elder tree patreon community 
Together, we are sowing the seeds for an education center and healing sanctuary. You can unlock access to our treasure trove of wisdom via our Patreon. So you can do that in the show notes below or from our website. Please subscribe now and leave us a review. It really helps the bots share our podcast with the world and your support ensures that this podcast and our vision can thrive. To grow them is to know them. To know them is to use them. To use them is to love them. And then happily, herbs become your way of life. May you be blessed with good health and many plants.